0: Say what again! Say what again! I dare you! I double dare you! Say what one more time! What? RadioWhat's.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com. DJ Little rock.com coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the Internet Radio Station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability, get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. All right, party people. Well, you know, I have an internet radio station, and who am I going to be talking to? Well, none other than Brandon Daniel Brown. He's got an internet radio station, Outlaw Radio. Check that out. And we're going to learn a little bit about Brandon Daniel Brown. Uh, I found him on Instagram. He seemed kind of cool. He's got a lot of a lot of great uh, pictures that, that come up, a lot of posters of some old school rappers. So I'm guessing we're going to be talking a little bit about that. Uh, I, man, I I want to learn more about Brandon Daniel Brown and the Outlaw Radio up there in Canada. Yes. <laughs> Our neighbors to the north. Let's, uh, oh yeah, what uh, shows do I have this week? My shows are... Thursday, I'll be at the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas for the video dance party karaoke jam. They got some good barbecue and some nice frosty beverages for the adults. It's family friendly karaoke. And uh, yes, you're invited. Come on out to the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas. That's Thursday. Tomorrow night, And let's see, Friday, I'll be at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. That's my regular Friday gig, Friday night. It's the uh, video dance party, karaoke jam. They got the full bar. This one is 21 and up. They got the kitchen open, and they also have, oh, a pool tournament. So if you want to make some money while you're hanging out at the Rab, I encourage you, come on out. That starts at 8 p.m. So the old post is 6 to 9, Russellville, Arkansas, Thursday, and then friday night at 8 p.m at the rab and then saturday i have a wedding you're not invited but i'm excited about doing a wedding on saturday those are my favorite i like weddings yeah all right let's get into it with brandon daniel brown calling brandon daniel brown now hi brandon daniel brown please
1: uh speaking how you doing tonight
0: dj immortal
1: uh yes that's me
0: i have you on the line on the what makes you famous program
1: how you uh thank you very much how you doing tonight
0: i'm so excited i'm so excited to have another DJ on the line dj immortal what have you been up to what are you doing up in canada
1: Honestly, uh, just been uh, my uh, outlaw radio production has uh, currently relocated from Brockville, Ontario, to Prescott, Ontario. Me and my wife just did a big move to a new home and whatnot. So, uh, just uh, after this interview, I gotta go back. I gotta go back inside and uh, reset up the studio. How uh, moving always works out very well for you. Eh?
0: <laughs> oh, I understand. I've moved what radio many times, and thankfully, I've been here for the last uh, whew, last few years now. And 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 it's yeah, it's kind of tough. To, to move things around, especially if, if do you have uh, other people that come on the radio or is it a one man operation? Uh, yes.
1: uh, what I do actually is, um so for instance, I, do, I have interviews every single week. Um, right now, um, I have an outlaw radio team, so I w- I w- I'm going to address them. I have, um so for instance, it's all internet based. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I go live on Spreaker every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, but I have um, an outlaw radio team, as I call it. Um, it's a nonprofit organization. So a lot of readers that not make any money. We just love helping artists get on the map. So every single week we have one artist come on. We, uh, profile their music. We play their music live on the air. We, uh, do about a 15, 20 minute interview. That way they get their voice heard. Uh, we make posters, we spread them all over, uh, social media. And, um, so in the background, I have my wife, um, I have to give her a shout out cause you know, happy wife, happy life. Um, what I do with her, she's my editor. So she's actually a book author herself, yes. but she writes books. So I make she makes sure the grammar is all proper on the questions, and then she rewrites them out after I make all the questions and whatnot. Then I have a United Kingdom promoter, so what I do is I make up posters with all, all the time zones uh, for that country, and I print them off, mail them to him with business cards and stickers. He hands them out in uh, some U.K. pubs and whatnot. So his name's Graham uh, Grant Kent. Then we got an Australian promoter. His name is wow. Thomas Berryman. Um, so I do the same thing for, uh, for him, mail and business cards, stickers. Um, and then I have a Canadian promoter, but on the other side of Canada, Nova Scotia, he does the same thing, This helps promote. Then I have, um, a United States promoter. He's in Junction City, Kansas. And I do the same thing, like stickers, posters. So pretty much what I do is since we don't get paid, Yes. Um, I'm slowly trying to bring out a merchandise for the show. That way, we can try and make some money by selling merchandise. So what I do is, since they don't get, since I don't, we don't get paid, none of us. Right. When I make the merchandise, I give them free merchandise to test out. So say we make coasters, I'm like, okay, guys, I'm giving you guys like ten coasters each. I'm mailing them out. Let me know what you think. So they get free merchandise when people, other people have to pay, right? So it's just my way of being like, thanks, like showing them appreciation.
0: Absolutely, man! D- Brandon Daniel Brown, DJ Immortal. I had no idea you were worldwide, and I know the internet radio. It, it, it's hit or miss. Uh, it, it it is worldwide. It's it's on the internet, the worldwide web, if you will. Uh, but promoting it is one thing, and it looks like you have that sewn up. You're making contacts all over this planet, and making sure that you're you're uh your uh artists are getting the the right promotion you're putting them out there so outlaw radio uh what types of artists are you are you trying to promote or are you bringing into to to your radio
1: pretty much what i'm trying to bring into the radio here is um truthfully if you don't mind can i I talk about how it first started
0: go ahead please it it
1: actually it actually ties into it so when i was younger um i used to do i used to try and do rap music um I ended up getting my jaw broken and whatnot, but that's an an old story. Oh, oh, how did that happen? um, um, I ended up going through a really bad abusive relationship. Oh, man. So I had uh, my jaw shattered, my uh, skull fractured. I almost died. Believe um, it. That's why I I kind of talk a little bit of a list. So I can't rap very much anymore. But when I was rapping, Mm -hmm. um, I was called Immortal Ella. Yes. Um, And uh, so what it was, like, I had local shows around my town of Brockville. Like, I used to open up at bars and whatnot get paid like 20 bucks here and there but i wasn't going anywhere with my music because every time i tried to shop music everyone would be like no i don't want a rapper no we don't we're not interested in rap wouldn't even listen to my music and i was sitting back i'm like what the heck man like nobody's a, nobody even wants a rapper what do you nobody mean nobody likes
2: that? a rapper That's
1: yeah so pretty much what happened with that was and then all that stuff when my jaw got broken and whatnot right. i just look at it as that's why I do a lot of radio. A lot of people that are trying so hard, because I look at as I don't know if you heard a mumble rap, the people that just, I don't know what's how they speak, but a lot of those rappers are getting noticed, and the people that are actually having real meaningful lyrics aren't getting noticed. So that's when I come in, I want to be like, look, you have great music. I want to feature you, feature you on the air. And I tell them, I'm like, I know what it's like to be a rapper and feel like you're going nowhere. I want to be that guy to be like, look, Show them, show them that there's people out there that, that have interest in you. It brings their spirits up. And hopefully along the way, some national artists will hear it because we go on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Like I try and put every episode every single place as possible just so I can give these up-and-coming up artists recognition. And I have them so they, they actually feel like, okay, people actually listen to my music. It gives them like a spruce me up, you know what I mean, to keep going and pushing for your goals and your dreams
0: brandon daniel brown dj immortal once again you are doing it and and you started uh, how long ago did you start the internet radio or, or did you start in radio previous to that
1: um actually i wasn't in radio at all how it originally started was um i always wanted to do my own radio show when i was younger mm-hmm. i used to like be a little kid have like the mic and a little old school tape recorder deck yes and just be like oh this is blah blah blah, like acting like you know being a kid I always had that dream. I've always wanted to be on radio because you always hear the voices. They always sound cool, fly, slick. You know what I mean? Back in the day, I was like, they probably get like all the ladies, you know? <laughs> and um, I was little then. I wanted to do it, but I never really, I always looked up. You had to go to college for it and whatnot. And then one day I was sitting there, I was um, working at a job called Procter & Gamble. It's, uh, they make bounce sheets and whatnot. Yes. Um, this, Factory's closing next year here at Brockville, so they laid me off. Mm-hmm. I was trying, I was trying, I was trying. Couldn't find a job at this point. Just couldn't. I was having no luck at all. I was laying on the couch one day, and I was, like, giving up. I'm like, I'm done. I, I looked at my wife. I'm like, I can't find no work. There's nothing here. Right. So then why well, just sat up, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create my own internet radio show. And then she's like, she looked at me, and she's like, I'll support whatever you want to do, sweetheart. I'm like, I'm really going to do it. I'm going to try and see where this will go. So what I did was I got up, went on, went on my computer, and I remember like, I heard of this play thing called Spreaker before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, you, can, you can't really make anything off of it, but I realized it's a hobby. It's something to do until I find current employment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I did a show, and I just started sharing the links through my Facebook. And I was playing, like, this my favorite old school rap, like Tupac, Biggie Smalls, the 90s rap. And I mean, it blew up like for my first show, I think I averaged 150 listeners. I don't even know how what? people were like, yo, I really want to hear more. Like, when are you going to do this? And I didn't have nothing at this point. Right. So it pretty much just kind of picked up from there. Okay. And, uh, how it, how it really started, how it really started though, was, um, when that sh- first show happened, I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to create an Instagram, a Twitter, get more exposure. Yes. So I started following my favorite rap artists. And, um, one of my favorite rap groups is called The Outlaws, uh, formerly uh, Tupac founded them in 96.
2: Mm-hmm. So what
1: happened was I followed this guy named Deuce Deuce. He's a local Toronto, uh, Toronto, Ontario rapper. He works with Young Noble. I followed him. What didn't, didn't message none of these guys. I wasn't even planning on doing interviews at this point. And so I woke up, I went to bed after I followed all these people and set it all up. Woke up in the morning, had a message from Deuce Deuce himself. He reached out to me. I was like, hey man, I like your logo. I like the way you're doing your thing. He's like, I can tell you're brand new, but I have a, me and Young Noble, we have a brand new album out and I noticed you're Canadian. I would love to work with you and uh, help uh, promote the album. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, this, I'm dreaming. I'm still dreaming. Here. And I, so I showed her the message, right? And she's like, no, babe, like that's legit. Like wake up, you know, go take a shower, take a breather before you, before you call him, right? You want to sound professional. So mind you, I was completely didn't know what the hell to do. I didn't know what to do to talk to this man. Cause I, I wake up every morning and listen to his music right. and then I get to call the guy. So I'm like, Oh God. So we talked, we set it up and I realized I've never done an interview in my life. <laughs> I don't even know if I can do it. So I had a few people that I knew that did music from like in the UK, mm-hmm. and I messaged him. I'm like, "Yo, Rammer, do you want an interview? Like, I need a practice interview to make sure everything's good." And he's like, "Yo, man, I'd love to be on the radio. I'd love to be your very first interview." Damn. So we did that, and like people loved it. People were eating it up. People were like, "Yo, man, you're a natural." And I'm like, "Okay." And then me and dudes did it, and after that, it just went crazy.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you, Brandon, you're doing just fine right now. I mean, you're you're talking, you're you're flowing, and I stutter. Quite a bit. I've been in radio since 1986, and I remember rap in its heyday when it first started uh, with uh, Curtis Blow and Run DMC, and uh, yes, even the Sugar Hill Gang. And, and that—that's my first taste of rap, and and I enjoyed it very much. And and I even got on my my techniques and and did my own little scratching. I was never as good as uh, as uh, was it uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff or or any of those goodies who are still doing it today. But uh, I. I tried you know and 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 i I enjoyed that and and what i'm doing i'm i'm bouncing back a little bit uh talking about when you were attempting to become a rapper and you rapped did you rap well do you feel like you i mean because i'm i'm envisioning rabbit uh just walking in uh yes eight mile and, and here he is brandon daniel brown dj immortal uh doing a rap battle is that what happened is that is that how it went
1: not really honestly how it went was i I, I, I performed at bars right so yes. like they always say like I, I wouldn't say I was the best like you know what I mean right. I had a lot of improvement to go through I wasn't I wasn't like a oh, record deal like that I most definitely needed some improvement
2: sure
1: um but I like they say at a bar you know the more drinks you have the better people sound right so <laughs> I never got booed off stage I never did um but I steeled it with myself you know for me to get to that state where I wanted to actually be. I wanted to get big, but yeah. I always felt the fact that I really need to improve. I, I did. I really did. And then when all that happened with my ex, I kind of just sat back and I gave up. I, I don't know oh. why I did. I was just so down on myself, you know what I mean? And when I met my wife, she takes my dreams and she puts them on a higher pedestal than I put my own dreams on. So
2: yeah,
1: it's one of those things with me where I have a supporting wife and I like I've always wanted to I realize me being a musician in the current country I'm in, current place I'm in, I'm a very small town. So, you know, I look at the ups and downs, you know, do I really want to do this or could I do something better? I could benefit other people and I love helping people. That's my thing. I love it
0: brandon daniel brown yes you want to do this man i i I tell everybody follow their dreams if you don't want to do a nine-to-five working for procter and gamble don't do it man especially yes i'm so sad that they're closing down you've lost that steady job but the entertainment business i tell people the money's good but the work's not steady you gotta hustle all the time and you're a hustler man you're not and and the best way to help yourself is to help other people that's what this podcast is all about man they're learning about about brandon daniel brown dj immortal immortal who is helping other people and you can do it from a small town because you have a little thing called the internet and that brings everyone in this whole wide world together man you're doing it on the outlaw radio man and i know i, I, I i'm i'm excited i'm excited to know more about you and your artists, man that you're promoting Tell, tell me more continue
1: well if you if you like, I actually got my book here with me because I figured we'd be talking about my artists and whatnot. Oh, yeah. um, I actually have a lot of I have interviews already booked up until pretty much middle of October. Um, so I'll start off with the very first one I did. So it was uh, Jay Reimer. He was from the United Kingdom. And then I, we had Deuce Deuce, which I talked about. Now, how did you um, do
0: that one from the United Kingdom? Because I know in Ontario, um, I can do it on phone. Uh, anywhere in North America, I can do it on phone. But the ones I've done I, in Australia and in England, I've done them on Skype. Uh, What what do you do? Um,
1: What I normally do is Facebook Messenger. What I normally do is I have a lot of, because I realize Facebook, everybody normally has it. Yes. Um, I have this uh, little cord that I have that I plug to my laptop, Mm -hmm. and it can tether anything from your phone to the laptop. I tried Skype once, Mm -hmm. and um, I I literally did not get it to work. It wasn't working for me. And I had an artist call up. He could hear me. I could hear him, but the audience couldn't. Aww. so I, I realized to me that's unprofessional. I want to be as professional as possible. Excellent. Um, so I looked at it as that one. I ended up just you know telling the audience, I'm gonna redo this one, you know at a later date just because I felt to myself that if it's not up to, if it's not up to my own standards, it most definitely isn't up to everybody else's standards. Um, so what I did was I did the, that's when I started doing Facebook messenger and it's never failed me. Very I good. mean, like I can connect with worldwide people up there. So when people email me and they want to do an interview, I tell them, I like your music. I'm interested. Here's my Facebook link. Add me. We'll talk further. And that's when I start talking about the Facebook messenger.
0: Very good. Uh, well, right now I have you plugged in to a zoom H4n pro uh, and that's a, a little, it's kind of like a task cam, but it's a zoom. And I have a microphone plugged into one side and the phone plugged into the other side. So when I did use Skype, I just used Skype on the phone and it sounded just fine. But then I still put it through the Adobe Audition so it sounds better. So, yes, I, I not only want to teach people i mean uh, learn about people on this podcast but i want to teach people how to make their own podcast how to get their word out there and, and you're getting and i have
1: to say i actually been listening to your show actually before i even before I even saw messages uh, that i don't link in the chat group uh-huh. i actually been listening to your show and i came across and i have to say you have some really extreme really great artists i mean artists you know, I even noticed you had a runner on there a couple of weeks ago from Canada I listened to. Oh, yeah. He was a really cool guy.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Well, see, man, and, and, and it's just people helping people. You cannot get yourself you, – you, you can't help yourself unless you're helping other people, man. This whole wide world needs to get together. And, and, and you're up in Canada, man, and I'm, I'm here in Arkansas, central Arkansas, and we're just chatting. It's just – couple guys getting to know each other uh, so tell me tell me more about your artist that you're promoting continue
1: um so like i said uh, i have deuce i had deuce, deuce. Um, i had actual as well so actual he was um he's done work with the outlaws as well they're like mind you this is simultaneously right after deuce yeah. um i have to say i actually message actual myself i felt like i was going through uh well we're not not a power trip but i was more like um i'm having good luck yes. so let's ride the wave with the good luck as we can right so, Actual is one of my favorite singers. He's based out of Atlanta. So, I, I have him on, had him on Facebook as friends. So, I figured, you know, message him. What, what's the worst can happen? He can say no. Then, okay. You just say thank you very much and move on to the next one. So, I messaged Actual and uh, he was like, yeah, man. He's like, I would love to. You know, I heard your interview with Deuce. Like, it was actually really good. Pencil me in. So, I'm like, okay, sweet. All right. Party on. So, we got Actual. Um, we had a guy named Michael J. Joseph. Mind you, this is my, like, fourth interview I've ever done. So this is before I really started figuring out what I really wanted to do with the show. So he wasn't a musician. This is the only one that I've interviewed that wasn't a musician. Right. Um, uh, my buddy, he was, um, he went through a lot of life, life problems. He's he's out in Richmond, California. He went through a lot of personal life issues and he's a fitness guy. So he, he looks, he channels all his negative and bad energy through running and on the, Uh, July 4th which is like the American version of Canada Day right I like how you said that
0: that's great
1: (laughs) (laughs) he wanted to um, do a marathon like he wanted to run like he was a runner like I mean like I don't know how he can do it he can run like 15 miles and then back home and then just be fine and I'm like talking to him on the phone I'm like how how Whoa. do you do it I'd die, i would i would die like half a mile <laughs> you know what i, mean? I believe it
0: <laughs> i think i did so one marathon back there, in, like, in 92 how, i'm like how
1: do you do it right <laughs> yeah and he's like so he starts telling me with his marathon he's running and he wants and he's like he's really pumped for it and i'm like dude why don't you call my show i'm like i would love to promote that man like you're doing it because it's something you love to do and i was like i know a lot of my listeners really wouldn't care but that's okay it's my show i'm like you know what i mean i would love to have you on the show And me and him, I think we just talked like this on the air for a good hour. And then I realized, like, you know, we're talking for an hour. I need to shut this down, right? But he was a great guy. Um, That's the only uh, non-rap artist I had on the show. And then after that, I had Killa J, Big Script, Rousey Rothschild, which he is in the UK as well. And then this was my other uh, national artist. His name is Stormy Coleman. Um, He did work with the Outlaws as well. Um, I believe in, like, 2003, actually. I want to give a shout-out to him, actually. He is actually right now doing an uh, Australian tour right now, so I want to mm. wish him, you know, uh, safe travels. Me and him have been talking since our interview, and this is when I really started noticing that the artist really like really started to like me, because I grew up loving Stormy Coleman. He was actually the one guy I would sit on the school bus as a kid listening to that album he did with The Outlaw, and I'd be like, yo, this music straight up is awesome, and then I got to interview him, right? Yeah. um then we had six styles um he's an underground guy g-ram drew heart and gemini Kalon, the artist he actually worked with um tupac's cousin and how then and, and then on june 16th this is my favorite one i think um before the interview happened i'm gonna be truthful i'm a man everybody has to have a cry um right. this was the dream here this was something that i've always dreamed about um tupac shakur uh he's my absolute favorite artist i mean I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna be not gonna lie. I'm borderline obsessed. I have posters all over my walls, and you know, I'm, I'm a fanboy. You know what I mean. And um, no, but he, his music he, actually he, he's helped one me last, through a lot.
0: of He's one of the last of the true rappers, man. It just he told a story. A lot of times, I I think he told too much in his story. He named names in his raps, and and I think that might have been to his demise, man. But uh, that's just a whole another thing that 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 nobody really knows the all the truth about. But yeah. Tupac definitely was a, he, he was a storyteller, so, man.
1: Just so I'm going to say this that way, people can actually understand the whole feeling of how I felt with this interview. Cause this next one's huge. Yes. Um, so well, it's huge for me, but per se, right. Um, not probably not to a lot of other people. So what happened was when I was younger, I was, um, I grew up in foster homes and group homes and whatnot. I was bullied nonstop, you know what I mean? Nonstop at home school and one day, I really wanted to end my life. I'm not going to get into the whole details, but I didn't tell nobody. I just stole a knife from the group home, went upstairs, barricaded my door shut. Yeah. Wanted to end it. this point, I've never heard Tupac's music. Um, so what happened was I ended up just barricading my door, turning on the radio. Because like I said, I didn't, I didn't want no one to know. I wasn't crying for help. This was serious. I wanted to go I wanted to end. I wanted the pain to go away. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up putting a knife into my arm. And long story short, Tupac's music came on. I heard the DJ go, this is... Uh, Harry, we're going old school. Tupac changes. And when I first Mm. heard his first verse in that song, Mm. when I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, is life worth living? Should I blast myself? Mm -hmm. It's weird. I completely did a 360. I was like, what the? I don't know. I I don't know if I could swear. No, I I, I I do
2: not yeah.
1: yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the heck I I should do. Right. What what the am I doing? Right. So I pulled the knife out of my arm, wrapped my arm up, and I sat there and cried. I listened to his lyrics and I cried. I was uh, 13 years old at this time. Never heard Pac in my life, but he, he saved my life. I physically feel that it was it was meant to be. I really I don't believe I'm not a big believer in God. Um, I believe there's mm-hmm. a better there's a better good out there, but mm-hmm. I want to say I, I believe that everything in life happens for a reason. I believe that day his music actually did save my life because i i really would have done it it's the lyrics is what made me change my mind
0: man i'm glad and you're here so
1: after he after that after i after that happened you know i just told a group on my trip fell cut my arm on a heat register you know what i mean just something stupid because i didn't want them to know so and when after was the that first time wait
0: when was the first time that you told this story that that you that you were actually trying to kill yourself man
1: honestly i kept it to myself for a long time um the first person I told was my wife. And mind you, me and my Sweet. wife, we got married when I was 23, so two years ago, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I told her that. Because like, I knew she always probably wondered, why are you so obsessed with Tupac? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Um, I probably I, I knew she always had that feeling. She probably thought so, but she never mentioned it, right? Right. Um, so one day I just told her. I'm like, you want to know why I love him so much? And I told her that story. And, um, how it really happened was I end up talking to young noble. That was the second person I ever talked to this before outlaw radio happened. Yes. He has this thing called the outlaw university hotline. And mind you, after POC, POC and the outlaws, those guys are like my, like when I'm upset, I'm angry. I throw on their music and everything will make me feel better. I got to talk to young noble on the phone. It was a, it was a hefty price cause it's was three a minute. <laughs> um, but it was worth it. Like it was well worth it. Yeah. I talked to young noble on the phone and, um, I cried. I mean, I couldn't hold it back. I cried on the phone with this man. I bawled my eyes out. And um, after I stopped crying, after like a minute or two, um, I told him my story about how I almost tried to, how I wanted to kill myself. You know, you helped me. You and Pac, like, I'm serious. You guys really saved my life. If it wasn't for you or your music, I don't know where I'd be today. So, like, we talked for 15 minutes. We'd had a good talk. And then after that, I realized, you know what I mean, this story can really help others and really help others, you know, be like, okay, you know, there's more life to living. I went from being a kid in a foster home and group home. I went from not being liked, bullied all the time, that could never get a girl to even look at me. Mm. Now I have a beautiful wife, a beautiful home. Um, you know, I got to, I get to interview amazing people. So if anybody that is listening to this and you feel down and depressed, you know, a lot of people will tell you, oh, suck it up. Don't, don't listen to that. You know what I mean? Depression is a real thing. And it does happen to people and anxiety. But I want to let you know, I have anxiety every single day. Mm But I talk to artists and you might think, how do you do it? I have my own coping mechanisms to actually do it. And I want to let everybody know that's listening. You know what I mean? You can do anything that you put your mind to. You just got to keep your head up, stick your chest out and handle it, man. Life will get better. There's no need to commit suicide, man. It might seem like a crappy time in your life. But no matter what, things will always become a positive down the road. You might not think so now, but I can promise you, if you listen to my story, things will get better. Life is not always going to kick you in the butt.
0: So what year did you go upstairs with that knife?
1: Um... So I went to the group home in 2005. Right. I was 11 then. Um, I was 13. So I would say roughly 2007.
0: Okay. And then how did you get through that, man? Because people have to know that. Look, it, 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 at 13, you are, are ready to end it all. What it, What pressure are are you having? And and was it the group home that was bad, or man? How, it was how mostly did you end every, up there? everything.
1: To be honest, um, I ended up there because when I was eight years old. Um, my mother pretty much gave me up uh, I'm gonna be truthful. I'm not gonna lie I, she always told me that like somebody called uh children's services and made a lie that she was beating me, but I found out when I was older because I found the documents when I was helping her move, and I read that she actually signed me over because she'd rather be with her boyfriend um me and my me and my mother we made amends. I realized you only have one mom and yeah. you know people make mistakes in life, and I realized even now she's trying to trying to be there for me, so I want to say, you know what she made a mistake and I just have to be the bigger man about it Um, but how that that's how it happened and honestly to answer your other question how I dealt with it I I really don't know I think after that I just lost myself in music Um, I mean was there any counseling
0: at at the group home at all anybody
1: not really no Um, pretty much the group home staff would look at you and just be like suck it up and walk away like they didn't care they were making minimum wage working at a group home right? right so at the end of the day like they're just making a paycheck um, there was—I so have to say—there was some staff that really did care about us boys, and you know what I mean. If they're if they ever get a chance to listen to this, they know who they are. There's a yeah. few of them that really, really helped me through a lot of stuff, but I never told them what really happened that day. I think that was just for me and no one else because I was to say, Tupac saved my life. I would have gotten made fun of more because he's a black man. All these boys were older. You know how the whole thing is like black people hate white people and mm. people have those stereotypes and whatnot. So I just realized that. Maybe it's best to keep it to myself. I just lost myself in music. I would um, fill my iPod up with old-school rap, um, oh, and I would just go to school, headphones, and I realized that was my coping mechanism. You could see people flapping their gums and looking at you, but you couldn't hear them if you had music in. So, like, all day, every day, it was music.
0: Brandon Let's Daniel say, I went Brown. went through a
1: lot of batteries. <laughs>
0: DJ Immortal, Outlaw Radio. You you are actually telling the story of a rapper man you have you had no choice but to become a rapper a storyteller because you have a story to tell man you've had life experiences and and you're at a young age you're half my age and you've had a rough uh, a rough start of it i mean i'm i'm so glad that you found love and you've got this great woman behind you because yeah i can already tell this is that she if your life wasn't saved yet, she is definitely putting your life together, helping you out, man. I'm glad you're building this life together. And congratulations on the actually, new house. <laughs> it's
1: fantastic. I think, thank you very much, actually. Uh- it was a bad situation we were living, and we were dealing with a lot of uh, health issues with our apartment. But we end up getting out and finding something ten times better. I'm actually doing this interview t- talking on my front deck, <laughs> uh, talking on my uh, back deck, actually my balcony. So I realize a beautiful night, and what's a beautiful night to do an interview, right?
0: Yeah, and and, and like I said, the internet and and inter- and Wi-Fi, you could do it from anywhere. I've done interviews out in the middle of a park, and I'm glad you have <laughs> the night sky there in beautiful, what is it, uh, Ontario, you, you moved over to, uh, from uh, well,
1: Brookville I, I Brockville from, to Prescott. Uh, Brock Prescott, yes. <laughs> now, okay. I, mean, bro- I actually like this town, it's pretty small, but I, it's actually really nice, people are very nice here, and I'm not used to, I'm not used to being nice 24-7, so, so it's different, but I'll get used to it.
0: Is Brockville pretty rough for Canada? I mean, because, well, you well, know, here in the States, I, we think, Canada, Canadians are just great, man, No, <laughs> people just love everybody <laughs> <they're>, up there. <laughs>
1: There's uh some some Canadians that are nice. Um Brockville, um I it's my hometown, right? So it's so hard to actually put it put it in proper words. I can't talk bad about it, but uh we had um and I do not I d I don't I can't blame the mayor. Uh, it's just we had a lot of great stuff about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um they just they the town went 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 downhill very badly. We lost our mall. Um there's nothing to do for kids around, so drugs uh-huh. are running through Brockville very bad and it's it, it's my hometown, right? So it's where I was born. But I just realized if I'm me and my wife are trying to start a family, mm. you have to get out. You can't raise your family in that environment. Yeah. And I just look, though, so I look out for what's best for my family, right? I wouldn't want to. I got brought up in a very bad environment. I never met my father. Gotcha. So Same. when me and my wife are trying no, to have I, a kid, I so me and my wife were trying to have a family. So when I have a kid, I want to be the best father I can be. Yes. I can already say my kids are going to be spoiled rotten. Right? <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: ah do it man give, give them every chance uh, yeah spoil them rotten do it uh, i'm so glad for you man and, and, and any kids on the way or any kids so far
1: uh none yet we're okay. trying okay um <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and, and i'm glad um, you, you, you got back in, in touch with your mom and and everything's going well now with 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 your mom
1: Oh, everything's going well. Yeah, actually, I just talked to her a couple hours ago and whatnot. Uh, everything's going well. Well, back home, I just I just realized, you know, with Brock Fly, I had to get up and leave. It's one of those things where I feel that it would be better for me. Like, like I said before, I still deal with the anxiety and depression, right? right. So, um, just being in that environment, because my ex girlfriend, the one that brutally assaulted me, I'm going to be truthful. Uh, it's hard for me to come up and say it's my first time ever being on radio, live audience, you know, on demand listeners telling this, but I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to lie. When she almost murdered me, I, I, I got scared, right? No. So me being out of that current town where she is, I feel a lot more like relaxed. I feel like I can look at my wife and be like, babe, I'm going to go grab some milk at the store and not have to watch my back. You know what I mean? Um, but I look at it I'm just in a happy place right now, and I just really hope that uh, a lot of radio is doing some really great things doing some really great things in the three months it's been on. We've been doing our thing since April 12th of this year, so it's only been going on for three months.
0: Three months? Sorry, so and you've been pro- promoting it all over the world already.
1: Uh, honestly, I don't know how I did it. I, think <laughs> I don't I just, know how you did it either. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be truthful. I think this... <laughs> I all I can do is laugh but it's like me, I don't believe in myself either. I still feel yeah. like I'm gonna wake up one day and I'm gonna have the radio station, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. but the the interview I was tell about this about to tell with the Tupac thing, um I interviewed Tupac's first cousin, Kendrick Lussein Um I how that happened was um I'm like I said I'm a huge Pac fan, so yes. I realized his birthday's coming. His birthday's coming up June sixteenth and I wanted to do an outlaw radio Birthday bash from like playing non-stop Tupac. Yes. um Interview a Tupac fan, bring on a big Tupac fan like myself, and just talk Pac for twenty minutes, right? Yes. Because obviously, I'm not gonna message Pac's family. Like I, like I said then, I didn't think I was reaching that big. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know Kendrick Hussein was following me on Instagram. Okay, I didn't <laughs> even know this. So what happened was he mess he, he I commented on the poster and he's like, "Yo, that photo is dope, bro." Right. And then he's like, right, Call right. Me. I see
0: the poster on your Instagram. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. So he said, he said, call me. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I looked at my wife. And I started jumping up and down, like, little girl. I'm like, oh, my God. Kendrick, they wants me to call. Oh, my God. And my wife's like, okay. Like, who? who first, she at first, she was like, who's Kendrick? I'm like, like, hyperventilating. I'm like, pox, pox cousin, fuck cousin. You know what I mean? So, mind you, I, I call Saul if I I don't call him. Okay, yes. I gave him my number because like you want he wants to call you can call me right. you know what I mean. So he dialed me up, and next thing you know, about maybe twenty minutes after I gave him my number, um, I get a call coming in from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Sure. And if a lot, a lot of POC fans know, his family tends to live there, mm-hmm. so I answer it. And next thing you know, he goes, "What's the word, Buggaloo? And I'm like, <laughs> "So at first I'm like he starts talking to like a friend, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> like, so I, I just sit there." grip the side of my couch, <sighs> take a deep breath. And I go, how's it going, man? How you doing? Just trying to talk normal. <laughs> like, I mean, my wife looks at me. My pupils are huge. I'm staring at the floor and I'm just gripping the couch really hard. And I'm just like, how you doing, man? Talking normal. My wife's just kind of looking at me like, are you all right? <laughs> and mind you, the next thing you know, he goes, yeah, man. He's like, how can you, he's like, what's going on with this Tupac birthday celebration? He says it like he was angry, like he was joking, but he was angry, right? He right. sounded like it. And I'm like, oh god, I pissed him off. Like I pissed off the estate. No. This not how I want to get recognized, right? And he's like, you know what I think of? The? He's like, you know what I think of that man? You know what I think about that? He goes, I. And then he put the F-word. He's like, I love it. I love it so much. He's like, yo. And I'm just like. And he's like, he's like, I can tell you're nervous, man. You know, it's okay. I'm just bugging you. He's like, I love it, bro. I love it, man. But he's like, and then he's 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 Islam, so he was like, alhamdulillah and how yeah. how they speak, right? Yeah. And he goes, um. He goes, how would you like, how can you have a Tupac celebration show without his fam? And I'm like, "Uh, Uh. I don't know. Right. And then he's like, well, how about this? He's like, you can still interview that fan. He's like, I'm not going to ask you to take him off because, you know, that's prior engagement. You know, it's all about business.
2: Right. But he's
1: like, he's like, I'm doing a five part documentary with, um. Uh, about Tupac and I would love to promote it and right then and there I'd jump up out of my eye, out of the couch like instantly yeah. and he's like I would love to come on your show that day and promote it yes. and he's like how quickly can you come up with the questions and I'm like Ugh. like I just start stuttering so mind you I told him I'm like look man I'm like if it wasn't for you and that's when I told Kendrick how much Tupac means to me and how much this means to me right yeah. and he's like and that's why I hit you up he's like I could tell man he's like the way tell the me way you he hit record Mopak,
0: when you were talking to him
1: no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't expect this at all, personally, man. Oh, I man. didn't, I couldn't believe it. So, what happened was with that, I ended up, we ended up doing the interview. Good. And we, t- I found out Tupac was a Muslim.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: I'm going to be true. Well, now I never knew that. I never knew he was a Muslim at all because it yeah. doesn't do with lyrics. Right? Um I found out he was a Muslim. He talked, uh, he wanted a controversial interview. He, I, at first, I wasn't going to ask anything about the night in Vegas, nothing about that. Sure. So, I had originally, I had questions like, How, you know, what's your most fair memory with Pac? Can you tell us something about Pac you don't know? Yeah, what was like your get it. Like, you know, like nice questions everybody else knows.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, I don't want to offend them. Everyone knows Tupac's state. You offend them once, you don't get a second chance, third bye. Gone. Aww. So, um, what happened was, he looked at me, he's like, you know what? I like the questions, but scrap them. And I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> mind you, it's Puck's cousin. They say scrap them, scrap them. You know what I mean? No questions, no buts, let's do it. Yeah. He's like, I want I want gritty questions. I want controversial that nobody has the balls to ask me. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, um. so what are the do's and don'ts? He's like, free for all. Give me nine questions, controversial. So there's one thing I've always wanted to know. Okay, and I'm gonna. If, if anybody wants to listen to the interview, it's on our YouTube page, Do um, it. outlaw radio for O for L. But I gotta say this: um, how we went about that was, I asked him, and this one was really hard for me to ask because, you know, it's one of those questions everybody wants to know: sure. who killed Tupac? Yeah, he never said a name, but um, you, he pretty much says we all know who did it. Yes, and let's just say he wanted to, um. I'm trying to the right, pick the right words because I was really shocked when he said it. He pretty much said that um, Death Row Records, Shug Knight did it. Mm. He didn't say Shug Knight's name, but he's like, there were some people he wanted to get away.
0: I don't know. I feel like we've got to throw a allegedly... In there somewhere, <laughs> just so so we don't get in trouble. There, there we said yeah, allegedly yeah. next. Allegedly, <laughs> Continue allegedly. He, he,
1: he never said Shug's name. He never said right. or shug's name. He never said that. Right. He just it was, it was allegedly. Like if he if you know the story and you really know Pac, he would you would be able to be like, oh, okay, I see where he's getting at. Yeah. But he never yeah. said it was him. He just said we all know. It. He's like, you know what I mean? We have an idea. Right. You know what I mean? But he was trying to talk third party. Because at the end of the day, you do not want to get caught up in that. Correct. That's one big conspiracy theory. Um, Correct. I didn't I've, I've well heard many I, stories
0: of it. But you talked to someone who uh, you talked to the blood of your hero, man, of your idol. This is great.
1: Uh, how that? And honestly, I, I still have to do it sometimes. And Kendrick still keeps in touch with me. Honestly, I'm going to be truthful. Like Beautiful. I have his number in my cell phone. You know how yeah. weird that is. Like you're you grew up idolizing like his cousin like his his aunt his mother is um gloria cox which is castro from the outlaws mom and tupac's aunt afini's mom, sister by blood so like when i did when i interviewed him i told him i messaged him like thank you so much man um it was an absolute honor like i reached out to him when i was like you know i have your number but i will delete it off my phone because <laughs> that would my phone gets off he's like no man keep it we'll keep in touch he yeah. calls you from time to time we just talk about random stuff and it's weird because it's like I look at his cousin all over my house. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, what the heck?
0: <laughs> That's cool.
2: But it's just well, one
1: I, of those things where I feel so blessed to do it because I even had, um, I have Baby E coming on next month. Okay. Baby Eazy from, uh, which is Eazy third son. Come on. Um, I've been, yeah, man, I really do. Um, another I have to give a shout another out
0: great storyteller, man.
1: I have to give a shout-out, though, because I didn't get that one myself. I'm going to be truthful. I have to give a shout-out to my buddy Christopher Kleiss at CWK Promotions out in, <laughs> out in Arvada, Colorado. He owns a promotion company, and me and him are good friends. And um, he wanted to provide me with Baby EZ because I was doing well, and he wanted to get Baby EZ on the show. So I have to give all credit to him. You know what I mean? Um, I have Derek right on Facebook. Uh, me and him, I think, exchange one or two messages. But he, it was all Chris that made that happen. So i got to give a big thank you to him.
0: Well, you know I'm going to be bragging tomorrow. I have uh, Brandon Daniel Brown, uh, DJ Immortal from Outlaw Radio's phone uh, number in my phone. And I'm telling everybody, ah, you can't have it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's weird because when I go to – I normally don't have locks on my phone. But when I go to the beach or something like that, because yeah. I have nothing to hide from my wife. You know what I mean? I, right, I, don't, I right. believe if you have a lock on your phone – you know, showed you hiding something. So when I go to the beach, I put a lock on my phone. If someone steals my phone, right. they'll have like Stormy's number, Kendrick's number. Um, <laughs> for instance, I just interviewed, I did my very first prison interview. I don't know if you heard of Thug Life, Tupac's rap group. You probably most if you know Run DMC, you probably know Thug Life. Yeah, I, one of the most controversial rap rap groups ever. I, I don't I know that group,
0: but I know Run DMC. I mean, shoot, uh, tell me about Thug Life. Tell me about your
1: uh, um, prison. So, thug, thug Life, they didn't really, uh, it was Tupac's rap group. He created this before the Outlaws. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so it consisted of uh, Big Psych. Um, God bless his soul. He died in 2016. Uh, Big Psych. Um, Tupac's half brother, which is, uh, which is Matulu Shakur's son. Uh, Moprim Shakur. Mm-hmm. Um, Macadocious. Um, so yeah, Tupac, sorry. Um, Big Psych, Moprim Shakur, Macadocious. and last but not least, Rayadar. Um, rated R. He, um, I don't know the exact full story, so I'm not going to get a loud on what happened because I don't like talking about something else. I know the full situation, but he ended up, um, defending himself and he got a murder sentence. He is wow. currently in, uh, San Quentin state prison, um, doing life a bit. Um, he has a chance of parole in 2032. He's been in there for 15 years. Wow. How it happened, how I interviewed him. Was um, I found his uh, jail address on Twitter? Some person posted it, and I'm like, what's the worst can happen?" Write the guy a letter, talk to him. We've been pen pals actually for three months straight. No way. Right? letters back and forth. He asked me. And he sent me a picture of what she looked like. So I took I took a picture of myself holding the Thug Life Volume One CD with Tupac and Snoop Dogg in the background. Yeah. He wrote me back, and and he was like, "That brought me to tears, man." He's like, "I haven't seen that album in so many years." it's so good to have such genuine fans. Cause I guess a lot of people are like sending them letters, but asking for an autograph and then never talking to them again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've been that one fan that hasn't asked for anything. Never asked for one thing, just talking back for to me. I don't want an autograph. I just having a letter from the man you listened to your whole life. That's good enough for me. That's an autograph to me yeah. having a letter. I'd rather have a full letter that damn, he's giving me his time. That's even more better than an autograph. So the so, fact that he's, even though he's sitting in jail, at this time, man, that he's giving me.
0: So I, I'm looking on your Spreaker, and you have uh, Rated R. That's your your latest interview. It's a nice 45 minute interview. I haven't listened to it. Is, is that where you keep? Is that your podcast is hosted on Spreaker?
1: I host on Spreaker. Yes. Um, oh, And also the RRS feed distributes all over Spotify, iHeartRadio, I don't have radio. Um, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I'm not having a brain fart. Here. Yeah, just everywhere you get podcasts, Apple, I'm all live now the yeah, Apple but, yeah, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, like it's everywhere. I just try my best. So I find a site. Even if I don't know what the site is, man, I'm like, you know what, if somebody else does.
0: Well, good. I- I'm adding you to my feed, man. I listen to podcasts all the time, and I- I'm seeing that you have all your interviews uh, that that were there. Uh, oh man, it's nice that people can find them. Uh, all your your episodes are-, are right on Spreaker. So fantastic, Brandon. <laughs> and Daniel one of those Brown, things
1: where man. when I with Rated R one though, man, uh, how how it was happened, I never. I just gave him my phone number because yes. I know people in jail can do three ways. So I didn't even ask for an interview at this point. I ended up just saying, hey, man, you know what I mean? Um, you know, here's my phone number. And I'm like, if you can't get a hold of me, here's my wife's number. Like, I asked my wife first, obviously. And then I'm like, look, I'm like, I understand, you know, you're in jail. You know, it's rough. Stuff happens, though, man. But I want to let you know if you ever need to speak or talk, I'm like, you can call me. We can talk. I'm like, that way it's someone out of your whole circle. You can just vent, And you don't have to worry about nothing getting back to anybody. We can just talk. You know what I mean? And he, and he, next thing you know, I send that letter off. Two weeks later, he calls me. I was about 15 minutes before I go live on the air, right? So I'm sitting there getting the stream ready. You don't know all about that. And um, my, my wife's phone rings. Well, sorry, my phone rings, and it's a California number. And I was interviewing a guy, I believe, in the UK or somewhere out there. Oh, so at I'm the like, same that time. ain't him. Yes. So I'm like, damn, God. So I'm like, damn, collection agencies, right? Or one of those spam numbers. So I just right. toss my phone on my bed and be like, damn it, I'm busy. Then my next next thing you know, my wife's phone simultaneously calls the same number, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. Then it kind of like, look at my wife, I'm like, babe, just pick it up. So she picked up the phone, and then it was some girl being asking for me, being, and so I my wife hands me the phone, and I'm like, she had that look on her face where it's like it's a girl. Next thing you know, she I hear is like, hey yo, Brandon, it's Yanni. I got rated on the line on the other line. I'm gonna patch you in, and I'm like, Ooh. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I'm just oh. like, I'm not ready for this. So. He asked me what I was doing. He's like, yo, B, what's going on, man? How you doing, bro? It's good to actually hear your voice. And he starts going on about the picture. it made him cry and, you know, that he's doing high spirits. He's like, well, what are you up to, dog? What are you up to right now, B? And I'm like, "Uh, just about to go live on my radio show. And he's like, so he was quiet for a second. He goes, wait. He's like, and obviously, you know, he said the, the MF, M- like, you know what I mean? Right. He's like, "Mom, look, really, you got a radio show?" He's right. like, "Dog, why didn't you tell me that?" And I'm like, "To be honest, dude, I'm like, I like talking to you, just me and you, man. I'm like, I, I'm like, just because I don't, I'm like, I don't, I didn't want you to think just because me and you were writing letters that I want to get an interview. I'm like, dude, this right here is good enough for me. Like, I, your album with Pac helped me through a lot of shit, bro. I'm like, so this right, is an right. honor, just this. And he's like, "Yo, dude, pencil me in, dog." He's like, "I've been in here for 15 years." I got a lot of shit I want to get off my chest. Sorry, oh. sorry, my language, but that's what he said, right? Yes, yes. Trump's sitting there, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I'm like, if this is what you want to do, sure, man. I just, I just don't want to. I'm like, you know, I don't want to bombard you. That's why I, I just want to be friends with you. He's like, dude, you're, we're not friends. And he pauses for a second, and I'm like, oh man, you know what I mean? He's like, we're family, Doug. We're <laughs> family. and I'm just like, okay. So <laughs> we do, we do the interview. He's like, okay, I guess I gotta let you go. I gotta go call some lawyers and whatnot he's like, I'll call you back on Saturday, and Uh we'll set up a date. So I'm like, because obviously he has to get a certain time when he gets out of his cell. Right. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, okay. I'm like, he ain't going to call me back. I'm like, I get off the phone. I'm staring at one spot giggling. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like crying and giggling at the same time. Sure. Okay. Like, it's weird. And I'm like, no, no, that's not going to happen. He ain't going to call me back. I'm like, that was his nice way to say, screw you. He's off the phone. So Saturday comes, my phone rings. He's like, all right, bro. He's like, the guard said I can get out of my cell tomorrow night. I'm gonna call you 6 p.m. my time, so that's around 9 p.m. yours. He's Uh like, be ready, bro. Get the questions ready. Let's get it done. And I'm like, oh god, okay. So I got the questions done, and that's my most. And I aired it just last night. I aired it because I want to build the hype up, right? Right. You don't want to just. I want to build the hype. This is something good. Um, I actually had my very first technical difficulties last night. Um, cause like I said, we, me and my wife moved. Um, so we were supposed to get my internet hooked up yesterday. Oh. We didn't. Oh. So it, it's up, it's my, it's up today, mind you. So I was going live on my cell phone data. So I had to switch all my freaker stuff to my phone. And cause I don't like going back on time, but I should have postponed it. I should have, but I had my first amateur mess up. <laughs> so right, right. I got the show done. That's why it's 45 minutes. Normally my shows are about, two hours, two hours and 10 minutes. Right, right. I just didn't want it to mess up a second time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to play some music like I normally do, then I'm going to play the interview and then I'm going to say, that's it. You know what I mean? It's not a lot of radio special. It wasn't like, it was a pre-taped interview, thank goodness. Yes. Because that would, uh, but I look at that. I'd rather it happen with a pre-taped interview than something else. So yes. just because of the inconvenience, I know a lot of people don't want to listen to music. They want to hear the interview. So I uploaded the interview separately on our YouTube page as well. So if yes. you want to just hear the interview itself or you want to listen to the music as well, like I said before, Outlaw Radio for on YouTube, you yes. check that out for sure.
0: Yes, well I'll definitely put all the all the links in the show notes so people know where to find you. So oh, man, I'm stoked. And you man, you do have some stories. <laughs> uh, brandon it's man dj immortal and and you did the jailhouse interview i wouldn't expect it to be more than than 45 minutes i, I mean how long can uh, these folks stay on the phone and i i feel it was them. about
1: a 16 minute interview i would say it was a 16 minute interview yes um they I, I first thought you know if you actually listen to the interview i had to um merge to a bit to um recordings together right how it happened was uh you can hear actually during the interview it would say uh, some lady will cut over his voice and go this call is being recorded you know <laughs> what I mean? The whole like automated system thing yes. so like you can tell he's been used to it because he stopped talking and he'd go back to what he was saying before but you actually heard during the interview you have 60 seconds remaining so he finishes half of his answer then you can hear it in his voice where he's like mm, good god i darn it you okay. know what i mean so he goes he goes let me call you right back so he did i mean like maybe a minute later he's so fine. what i did was i stopped the thing i just um how i did it was i when i recorded i put like Outlaw radio uh rated our part one
2: right and then right.
1: when he called back as it was ringing i just so it, it does you wouldn't even sound it doesn't even sound like it was even spliced all you hear is let me call you right back Right, And then I go, all right, sounds, sounds good. And then like a second later you hear, oh, welcome back. So uh, you sweet. don't really notice very much. Like if you're really into the interview, you won't even notice that we that it's spliced.
0: Well, Brandon, Daniel Brown, DJ Immortal, uh, another piece of advice. Uh, if you want to do a, a backup recording, you can always use the, your Google Voice phone, and that's free. You could set up a Google Voice, and if they call you... I think you press four and it records automatically, and they email you the recording.
1: I've actually never known that. For sure. Um, I, I, I appreciate that, man. That's, yeah. that's actually a really good idea. I've never, yeah. never knew that one.
0: Yeah, so you can always record it into your recording device, your computer, or what have you, but also have the Google phone as a backup.
1: That's actually really cool. I've never known that, man. Thank you so much for that information.
0: Google Voice for free. All right. Excellent, man. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) I love it when stuff is free. (laughs) So Uh, you never go wrong
1: with
0: free, man. Yeah. Brandon Daniel Brown, man. You are Taken off so quickly. Uh, You when when I I first found you on on uh, Instagram, I thought, oh man, this guy's been running a radio. It'd be nice to talk to another DJ uh, and another person that's into music and such. And and then here you've been doing this internet radio for a couple of months. What? And it's blown up, man. You
2: you,
1: yeah, I honestly, many people ask me why or how it blew up. I really don't know. I can't tell you. I, I have to, honestly, I do have to say, though, I, I really do feel it's because of Deuce Deuce. Um, yeah, but, just but, that interview. is my first national. So I got to give a shout out to him and say thank you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You made out loud radio form to what it is today. Because if yeah. he wouldn't have hit me up for an interview, right. I wouldn't have done interviews.
0: Yeah, but you realize you're helping other people. And like I said before, as soon as you start helping other people, they're going to help you. I didn't think this podcast was going to take off. And then here, you know, every, everybody has a story. I mean, some people's stories are, are more interesting to other people than than other stories, but everybody has a story, man. And DJ Immortal, you started in a small town in, in humble beginnings. You got roughed up as a kid, and and you started rapping. I mean, do you have any of those raps in your pocket? How many raps did you have, or, or did you have any, uh, honestly, anything produced? About
1: honestly, what I did was back in the day, I used to have an old desktop. I used to do it like... I don't know. Like I I don't remember very much because I got a really bad head injury, so I don't really remember very much gotcha. of it. I can only remember like a verse of my one song, and that's all I can remember that I ever wrote. And I used to do like 10 songs on stage. I don't remember anything. Oh, like I remember wow. doing them, but lyrics-wise, when I look back at those times, I don't hear myself. I just see myself. Do you have any I, of so that recorded?
0: Like, anything produced?
1: None of it. Truthfully, like I said, oh. I had it all done then, but I've been through like three apartments since then and everything, different laptops. I look at it as a part of my life where it's like, I I don't really want to be remembered as that. I want to be remembered as a guy that started a radio show from scratch. I want to, and I, I don't want to sound conceited to all the listeners and to no. you, but I've had such a rough life growing <laughs> up and even all the way up till now. Like, and I want to be able to be that guy where everybody that said, Brandon Brown ain't going to be, S H I T, he ain't gonna be nothing. Mm -hmm. He's nothing to be but a bump. I want to be that guy that can sit back, put on my customly made outlaw radio hat, sit down in front of him, be like, (laughs) What have you done with your life? (laughs) Oh, wait. And it sounds terrible. Like, when it, I'm a very nice guy. Like, I'll treat everybody with respect. But when I've grown up, I've had people tell me that, Oh, you're not, you're gonna be nothing but a jailbird, you're gonna go to jail. Cause I was a troubled kid, but what do you, what, how, what do you think is going to be happen when you take a kid away from his family? You don't, he doesn't understand what happened. Throw him in a group home with six other boys that beat him up and throw shitty underwear on him and stuff like that. Right. When he's, you know what I mean? He, what, what do you think he's going to do? Sit there and be like, thank you, sir. May I have a, may I have some mo." <laughs> no, he's going to get angry and angry and angry and angry. He ain't going to know how to deal with it cause he has no one to talk to. So he's going to blow up and be a little arsehole. And that's what I was. And you know, I'm not proud of those days. But you can't, no matter what, you can try your very hardest, everyone, to forget your past. Right. You can try your best to, but it's still going to be there. You can say, you know what, I'm going to make something else. No one can remember me from my past, but you're always going to run into that one person that knew you when you were a child, knew you when you were younger. So you got to embrace your past. I look at it as, like I said before earlier in this interview, everything in life happens for a reason, and I believe that. Yeah. Um, and for for instance, how I met my wife. Um. My, me and my wife we grew up with the same people we never met each other mind you until we were older my wife is 32 i'm 25
2: yeah
0: okay? but you met in
1: brockville um, i met in brockville yeah but the funny story with this um i grew up with these two guys named kelly and kenny harper they're my best friends growing up she lived in this very small village maybe 400 people they lived there we crossed paths probably a million times we never talked or met nothing okay it was like innocent bystanders um uh, my abusive ex okay she worked with my wife at Burger King when they were younger. What? So, like I said, you know what I mean? They knew each other. She knows my, my, um, my aunt Jean. She knows my aunt Jean and Perf, like, really well. So it's weird. Like, we knew so many people. We had so much in common. We never met until my ex-girlfriend almost killed me. I was at my lowest of my lows. I was living back in my mother's basement. Yeah, yeah like I lost my house, lost my two jobs, everything because of this woman. I was at—I was literally in the crapper. And how it happened was my phone glitched. And I mean this, guys, a lot of people will be like, no, nah, you added her on Facebook yourself. <laughs> you know. But I'm going to be honest, guys, I, I didn't. My ex-girlfriend smashed my old HTC phone on the ground. Right. Um, it was half broken. Like it would work, but it was very, very glitchy. So I saw a buddy on the people you may know on Facebook, and I was spamming the button. And mind you, it wasn't the app, guys. It was the old Google app. So if you remember that from a few years back, the toxic one, I was spamming the ad button. It wouldn't work. And I'm like, damn, phone add my buddy. Next thing you know, prrr, added everybody on my list, <laughs> everybody. So my wife, she accepted me, and yeah. I, so I messaged her. her. At this point, her name was Victoria Greenhill just before she became Brown. Right, which now she's stuck with me, so we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Right? No, no, so no, no, no. This forever, was, ever. <laughs> so I um I message her. I'm like I'm like, why did you add me? I don't even know you. Like I was a very angry individual. I lost everything. I was just, who are you? Get off my Facebook, right? And then she's like, What do you? Th- excuse me. She's like, You added me. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, oh god! Because a few days <laughs> beforehand, my whole phone glitch I'm sitting there. I'm like, Oh god. <laughs> I'm like, so I looked at her profile and I'm like, wow, is actually a very beautiful woman. Yeah. And I'm like, and guess what? If I ask her for coffee, she's going to tell me to ask myself. <laughs> so what happened was I, so I explained the situation to her. Like I explained my phone got broken. Um, you know what I mean? My phone got broken. I'm sorry. My phone glitch. I added you and I forgot. I'm going through a lot of personal stuff. But so she said, you know, it's okay. You know, blah, blah. So, you know, I was like, she's a beautiful woman. I'd love to take her out for coffee. Right. So I messaged her. I'm like you drink coffee? She's like, I don't drink coffee. Like flat out, not even like, no thank you. Like I don't drink coffee, and I'm like, <laughs> spicy. I like it. So I'm like, okay. What about a beer? She's like, I don't drink beer, and I'm like, oh my god. And I'm like, okay. I like that she's straight up, but it's like you're not giving me like something to bite on. <laughs> There's, me, no you know what I mean? There's no win. There's no win. So, so then I'm like, okay, fine. You don't drink beer. You don't drink coffee. How about this? Let's go for want to meet up and hang out. Go for a walk. I'm like, I would love to get to know you. So I'm thinking she'd be like. I don't walk. You know what I mean? <laughs> so she comes back, so she comes back and she goes, okay, sure. She's like, I work today, but what about, I forget, I, it's been like almost four years now, so I kind of forget, but I, I forget what exact day it was But she was like, yeah, okay, well, uh, well, we'll, we'll meet up this day. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. So she's like, where do you want to meet? And I'm like, Hardy Park. So Hardy Park is this little park, has like a play structure, um, a big field um, right by the waterfront, so you can walk around the water. And I mean, I think me and her, we walked around for a good. Three and a half, four hours, man. Just talking about yeah. so anything and everything, from you know what I'm going through to what's your favorite Ninja Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean.
2: What's your favorite? Ninja and we turtle? realized
1: we had so much in <laughs> so much in common, man. Um, that um, and when I found out she knew my ex, Uh-oh. I stopped dead in my tracks <laughs> and I almost, I almost ran away. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. I did. Like I'm not going to lie. I almost ran. I looked at her, and I started backing up, but she's like, no, 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 but I hate the, and she said the B word, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, really? Tell me more. I'm just like, so what happened was I didn't think she liked me. I really didn't. Right. I, I really just thought, like, you know, because I told her everything, all my all my personal stuff, what my ex did to me, what I'm going through. Oh. Like, I mean, I laid it on the line. I'm like, look, I have some baggage. I'm like, I don't have baggage. I have a duffel bag, of baggage, okay, <laughs> with a backpack on top of it, so if you want to walk away now, that's okay. You can walk away. We can pretend this date never even happened. Right. And she's like, and then she looked at me. She's like, no, I want to keep walking with you. You seem like a nice person. Uh-oh. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. So what happened after that was we started talking some more after that. And I didn't know, even know she liked me. I guess she told me she was bragging to her coworkers about me. I didn't even know this. Oh. Never knew it. I'm telling you guys, you men, no matter how much they say they do, they do not understand women. I thought she was just a friend. I thought she friendzoned my ass the moment she saw me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you did good,
0: son. <laughs> the generosity of women. I I feel that uh, in my own relationship. So,
2: <laughs> uh. so I'm,
1: I look at and I look back at that now. I remember exactly what she was wearing that day, man. She was wearing a blue a blue sundress, sandals, hair down. You know what I mean? And we are going on this this uh, September first will be three years together, and this October twenty eighth will be two years married.
0: Sounds like some love right there, man. You got a good girl backing you up, and and, you know, I, you, you took, you're taking one of your likes, and you're turning it into a job. And you have, yeah, it's a big leap, man, to leave a a steady job like, uh, I guess Procter and Gamble. But you, you say that one's closing down. But to leave a steady job and then to try and and hustle and, and and yes the radio is a hustle a lot of people think oh ah radio you're a radio dj you must be making bank even when i was a radio dj in miami uh you know it, it great ratings you know great representation great it wasn't money made on the radio it was the 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 fame of it, the the notoriety. If I got noticed on the radio, maybe someone would invite me to their party and, and, and pay me to be there. So yeah, you're saying you're not making any money on this radio, and yet you're you got this great girl that's backing you up. And man, I'm so happy for you, bro. I'm so happy for you.
1: I, I think it's honestly because she knows how much of a big uh, influence music has made has been on me, right? Yeah. Like I said, my my nickname in high school was iPod. <laughs> like, you know, but I, I was called iPod. I was had headphones on. Yeah. So I think with that, my wife is more like, you know what? This is a passion, and I've got to interview people that I've never thought I would. Man, like I sit back and like, and I look at it. I try my best not to lose myself in it because I realize I'm technically working in the music industry. I've right. I've already seen some stuff. I heard some stuff that it's like, whoa, like really. But I try and stay true to myself and true to others, and that's why I look at it as I. I tend to, I do all the graphic designing myself. So the website, if you ever come across that, that is actually like my, like I made that. You know what I mean? Um, my you, wife. You better out- believe I've been all
0: over your links, man. I have looked at everything. Your Spreaker, your your Twitter, your your several instagrams <laughs> i don't know which one to put on there i'm gonna put i'm gonna put all the links on on the show notes so everybody knows
1: well, what I, actually you. with one one is there's a lot of different outlaw radio ones and i realized when i chose the name mm. <laughs> there's a lot of outlaw radios that are like not even me
2: yeah i'll, so, I'll, uh, I'll when try you go to put on, all the ones you see one
1: it, it's outlaw radio o l so the letter o number four letter l mm-hmm. that's that's the one you'll meet with me it'll be like outlaw radio with praying hands in the background and a blue background as well
0: oh i got it <laughs>
2: Oh. So
1: it's one of those things where I try my best to stay true. Like I am not gonna I have a couple great interviews as well coming up. Like most of them are um, up and coming artists. Yes. I like I try and stay up and coming because I love helping other new artists. I wanna help help them. But I try to also for a rating standpoint, obviously you don't wanna like I always joke on my show, you know, if it wasn't for the listeners, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing it because who wants to sit on the air and talk to yourself and play music to yourself and you can just do that yourself. <laughs> behind closed doors, right? Well, <laughs> so I have to thank all my listeners of Lod Radio that tune in every week. I mean I've had people tune in from very episode one to still today and they're like, Yo man, you are good. I love it. Um I actually had a great message come in and this is one guy where I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah. All right. I I cheered up because the mutabio he is uh Napoleon from the Loves. I don't know if you heard of that rap group, Tupac's rap group the Loves
0: You just told me about Um
1: it, yeah. So Napoleon, he's not a rapper anymore. He uh, converted to Islam, I believe, in 2003. Yeah. He did one last album that was like, in it, just a beautiful. I call it a soul rap. I call it soul rap because it touches you in many more ways than one. Um, I have him as a friend on Facebook, like legitimately him, uh, his personal account. So I was on post links on my private account. You know what I mean? And um, after I after I started posting my rated art, he commented on it being. Um, Saying, oh, I just talked to his wife last night. You know, he seems to be doing good. Let me know when the interview airs and Whoa. let me know how it goes. So I ended up posting one of the links. I thought, I forget which exactly photo it is, but Kent Hussein comments on the post on one of my posters and goes, yeah. "DJ Immortal, the be- one of the best DJs out there, help keeping the legacy alive." So right. me, that's an honor. So I screenshot it. I use the whole like messenger little like crayon thing, circle it, <laughs> and I post it on Facebook. And I'm like, yo, like look who just said this. I'm like, you know, this is an absolute honor for me. If Puck, if Puck's family is noticing what you're doing, you most definitely are doing the right thing. So I didn't, I didn't even tag Muta. I tag nobody but me and the L.A. radio team. Yes. Next thing you know, Muta comments. I wake up to this, mind you. My wife, I have to give her credit because me in the morning, I don't look at my phone. I'm dead in the morning. I'm like a zombie. <laughs> so my wife comes in and she's like, sits on the bed and she's like, Ben, and it shakes me a little bit and just holds her phone in my face. I'm like, no, I don't even know I'm sleeping. And I'm like, you know what I mean? So she's like, you need to see this. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, okay. Okay. So I open my eyes, you know, grab my glasses. Next thing you know, all that I see is Muta comment. And I want to say to everybody before I say this, it's not official. It's not finalized. We're still working out a date. Okay, guys, I want to say that off the record.
2: Because right.
1: I don't want to say the wrong thing. And then Muta hears this and goes, yo, no.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. Um, he commented below and said, whoa. Now I need, now I need to get my, I get an interview on your show, and yes, I mean, I spoke up, I'm like, I'm like, ah, Muta, no, because <laughs> that's the one interview where I don't even know if I can make it through it. Okay, yeah, I don't even fine, know if I can make man. it through it.
0: It's just a conversation. So, um, you're fine. He,
1: mind you, he has a bunch of businesses now. He's doing good for himself ever since he good. found Islam. He had a really rough life. Uh, for listeners that don't know, you know, this is all public, so I'm not saying anything personal. Yeah. His uh, parents got murdered at a very, very young age. He was in the house when it happened. Um, He lost his best friend and uh, mentor, Tupac. He lost his best friend, Yaki Gaddafi, which also was a member of the Outlaws. He passed away a month after Tupac. Sorry, two months, sorry. Um, He ended up... um, And also the person that killed Gaddafi was his blood cousin, so that was rough on him. Um, Also, you know, he had a really bad drinking problem after all that. It's just... He, he 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 turned his life from bad to a complete utter three sixty, and he's actually my inspiration on how I'm bettering myself. um I haven't switched to Islam or anything like he has. <laughs> I found my own coping, my own my own way of doing it. Yes, you but find your own say, path. He is a man. main. He is a main reason why I I turned my life around, and and he actually sent me a voice note, man, um saying to me. So I was like, so I messaged him like, hey. You know, I sent you a message. And he goes, "Hey man, I'm just getting on a plane. I'm about to do a United States show. I'm going to uh, Nashville, then I'm going to Philly. Mm-hmm. When I get back, well, you know, we'll talk about a date and what. Excuse me, whatnot. And um, I want to say, I've been noticing you putting in a lot of great work, and I and I'm and I have a lot of great work. You're doing a very great job. And I'm looking forward to coming on the show. And I sit back and I tear up because when you have your idol, someone you literally listen to to help you get through all your bad life life endeavors and you sit there i looked at my wife i'm like why me why me i'm like i'm some white boy from canada yeah. and she's like you're putting in hard work she's yeah. like you're doing what you have to do and you know what this is your this is your time this is your calling and she's like you have been through hell and back in your life and now you look you look at it this way and she's like look at it this way Ben 25 years, you deserve it. Yeah. You deserve every bit of success you get. And she's like, and this is good karma. Instead of karma kicking you in the butt, karma is blessing you. Just enjoy it. Just sit back, enjoy it. And I'm like, oh, I will. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know the date for that yet. I, I messaged him a few dates and he told me like that would be too early or late because the time difference, he's in Saudi Arabia. Yes, sir. So I just told him, I'm like, look, uh, look, Muta." You send me a date and time and i will work with your schedule i'll make sure it happens uh currently i'm waiting for a mess reply back but we're still in talks it's just different time zones right so
0: oh yeah you do what you have to do when i did the one in Aus- uh two in australia it was difficult and the, and the and the few in england it's yeah definitely difficult with the time zones but you'll you'll get it together oh my goodness man oh, brandon brown it's coming around man
1: Heck yeah, they used to call me Downtown Brandon Brown. Now it's down. <laughs> now it's da, da, from downtown to worldwide Brown. <laughs> that did not make any sense, but all right. Uh, um, oh, you can tell that the whole nervousness of the radio is kicking in now.
0: Yeah, no worries, <laughs> man. I, I'm I'm stalking your Facebook. I'm I'm liking the new digs, and I think I'm seeing the porch, uh, the the uh, porch in the front that you're sitting on right now. Uh yeah. uh yeah now okay i i yes I, i'm i'm stalking your facebook i'm looking at you you're a very good looking guy and yes i've already seen victoria's picture she's a beauty man you did good son uh now you have i tat- want to
1: say thank you man
0: oh yeah you you have a tattoo across your chest what does it mean
1: um so actually i have uh, i have about i have about five tattoos um and i have no problem telling the one the one story it's it's i've never told it publicly but oh, I okay. do feel that this is probably the time I should. Oh. So I'll start with the easy ones. So I have Tupac, Tupac's logo. So for all the Pac fans, if you ever seen his 2003 Tupac Resurrection documentary movie, the logo that's in yellow. Obviously, I'm white. Putting yellow on your body and is a <laughs> waste of money. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> so I had the logo in black. But it's the logo of San Tupac. Oh. Um, i have that just because right above my heart, you to know like. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. And I still say that every single day. I thank him if it, his music saved my life. So it's only right to show some appreciation. Then I got Only God Can Judge Me. was because of my ex girl That's another one on my chest. above, above my, above, Same side. Sorry, other same uh, position as Pac. It's on the other side. Right. Um, the reason why I got that one is because it's another Pac reference. It's a little bit about Pac, but it's mostly because when my ex girl uh, was doing that stuff to me. Um, a lot of people were like judging me, being like, oh, blah, 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 blah. You did this, you did this. And nobody would listen to the truth. Everybody was listening to her bull crap. Mm-hmm. People were judging me. So I walked into a parlor where I put in, um, I was listening to POP like I normally do. Only God can judge me on his All Eyes on Me CD. And it just was talking about all the shit, sorry, stuff he's been through. And I'm like, I just walked into a parlor and I slapped a hundred bucks down with that too. And the guy's like, I'm busy. I'm like, if you do it now, I'll give you an extra 40. Oh. So he's like, what do you want? What do you want? I'm like, all right. So I want, because he wasn't even having a client. It wasn't like someone was there. It was just sitting there on his phone, right? Right. And I was like, I want only God to judge me across my chest, kind of in the style of writing out of the tattoos on my arm. It's like 140. All right, cool. Because I was just like slapping money down. I didn't care. Because at this point, you know what I mean? I had a stack of cash. I was living in my mom's basement, for God's sake. You know what I mean? So it's like... <laughs> I just wanted to, I wanted to take my pain on something else Yeah. to get a tattoo, right? And, and I, I saw that tattoo, it still means a lot to me today because that tattoo made me realize every time I was, felt upset that I was getting judged, I'd look down and be like, and look right at him, only God can judge me, and I'd walk away. Sweet. Um, and I also have um, a tattoo on my uh, right forearm, in memory of my Uncle Dan. He passed away. Um, he had lifelong diabetes. He uh so I have Dan and then has 031510. So March 15, thousand ten, and then it says rest in peace. Uh he was like my father figure growing up. He wasn't really my uncle, he was just a really good family friend. Mm-hmm. But he was always there for me. So I grew up always calling him Uncle Dan. Um so I have to say I know he's proud of me of what I'm doing, so I wanna give a shout out to him from heaven. Um also and this is a touchy one. Mm-hmm. Um, so my buddy, Tyler, Tyler Walton, and I got to say, he, this is touch you one from me. Me and him, we grew up together. Um, my mom and his mom were best friends, like simultaneously, like best friends. So me and him grew up from childbirth together. Right. Um, he was born in 95. I was born in 94. Um, me and him grew up. We did everything together. You know, people would be in Brockville and they would go, if they saw one of us not together, they'd be like, yo, where's, where's Brandon or where's Tyler at? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So like people would be like, that's not normal, right? Mm-hmm. We never fought. We were like brothers, but we never fought. We were genuine like love, right? Um, he was the kind of guy where he was upfront, honest, very quiet if he didn't know you. He was very, very shy. But once he got to know you, he'd talk your ear off 10 times more than I'm talking yours off. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what happened with that was um, there was this girl that he liked. Uh, there was this gr- sorry, there was this girl that another guy liked. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to tell the real story. A lot of people tell the summarized version. I'm going to tell you the real one here, guys. Okay. Um, I was there that night, and this is something I've never told live on the air. So this one is getting me pacing back and forth. But I realize I have to. I have to. You know what I mean? I want to cause a. I want to make awareness for this.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. So this guy really. This guy really liked this girl, yeah. and Tyler was always at Like he, we all call him James Dean. Okay. Um, We we had a joke saying, James Dean in the streets, James Dean in the sheets. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because he always had that slick back little weave going on, like chiseled face, like, you know, genuine good looking body. You know what I mean? He was like, he wasn't like huge, like girls loved him, but he had looks. You know what I mean? This other kid, I'm not going to say any names because I don't want to do that on the radio. I don't believe in that. Right, right. He ended up liking this girl. I mean, he was obsessed with her. And um, she would always be like, no. You know, I'm going to call him, I'm going to call him Jay. Let's, okay. let's call him Jay. Okay. okay. So that way the story makes more sense. So he, he, he'd always be like, Jay, I'm not, I'm not interested in you like that. We're only friends. But he was obsessed. I mean, like he would do anything to have her. Um, so Tyler was living with another guy named Franklin, which is a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Franklin Richards, they were living together. And um, how it happened was uh, they ended up, you know, I don't really know. I wasn't there, but they ended up doing their thing or whatever. It got word back to Jay. And uh, Jay was upset, and outside of a Tim Hortons, uh, long story short, it's a coffee shop, like Dunkin' Donuts, the Canadian versions, right. uh, came up to Tyler and was like, yo, you blah, 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 not going to say the words, but I'm going to blah, beep, 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 kill you. Oh. So Tyler just was, like, standing there going, okay, like, whatever, you're mad. It's Brockville. Nothing like that ever happens. It's Brockville, you know what I mean? It's a little hick town. People run their mouth and run away. Yeah. So we didn't think nothing about it. So about a week passed. Me, like I said, me and Tyler were, like, Indeceptibly, like together, you know, like peanut butter and jelly. We were always together, you know what I mean? (laughs)
2: Um,
1: And if it was just peanut butter or just jelly, it didn't feel right, you know what I mean? So, how it went was we were one night sitting there playing Xbox together, just playing from GTA. We used to take turns on G Grand Theft Auto 4 on the 360. I'd do a mission, he'd do a mission, um, and we just Play it until we finish the game. Right. That night we had about four missions to go. We 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 never got a chance to finish that game. I've never picked up that game since.
2: Oh. Never
1: played it since. I can't. I can't do it. Um. He gets a text from Jesse. I'm sorry. Uh, Jay. Whatever his name is. Um. And say. And he says, Hey, man. I want to say I'm sorry for everything that has happened. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been upset. Want to come hang out tonight? Yeah. You know what I mean. But never mentioned. And Tyler's like, Well, I'm with Brandon right now. So is like, well, I know you're with Brandon. You're always with him. You know, how would you guys come out to Lynn, which is Lynn is a little, little town, which I said where my wife was from. Right. And uh, we'll just we By the truck. So Tyler wasn't a big drinker. Like, if you gave him a beer, he'd have a sip or two, but you can tell he wasn't a drinker. So we went out there. I, I We just brought our Mountain Dew a couple bottles. So I drank a, I drank a lot because it's hot. Oak, you know what I mean? It was uh, April, but it, that's normally when the times, like, the heat is going on or it's cold. It really depends in springtime. Right. So, long story short, I say I have to go to the bathroom. They're all telling him you should get up on the car and go car surfing. And I'm looking at Tyler. I'm like, man, don't be dumb, man. You can get hurt. Don't do that. Yeah. And he'd always listen to me. So I was like, don't do it, man. Come on, don't, 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 don't do that. But after that, he said, no, I'm not going to do it. That's dumb. Listen to me, which I was like thankful for. So mind you, we're in a big field. So if you picture this guy, you're in a field. Uh, there's a parking lot, but a field. So obviously, if you have to go for a pee. You can't just, and there's lights like football, like baseball lights everywhere. So if you were to go around the corner and whip the pee bug out, right. everyone will see it. And, I'm, and I don't <laughs> believe in that there's ladies around. You got to be respectful, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you got to go, you got to go. So I'm like, yo, Tyler, I'm going to go take a pee, bro. I'll be right back, right? <laughs> so I'm walks across the field where the bushes are. And you can still see everything because of the lights. <laughs> and all I hear is, as I'm peeing, all I hear is, yeah, whoa. And then I hear like screaming, like him cheering, right? And I'm like, what the... Is he doing? Mm. I turn around. He's on the top of the truck, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. So mind you, I'm running back. Mind you, I'm just slowly finishing up because he was wasn't yelling at me. And then he's all I hear is, "I'm slipping!" Ah, like he went from cheering to like, "I'm slipping." Let me off. Let me off. Oh. And um, so mind you, I'm running back. You know, trying to finish going to the bathroom. Running back, he falls off the truck, hits his head. People, oh, no. that this is where the story stops for most people, and say that's it he passed away hmm. no i was there i know what happened my friend was still alive but he got back up on his feet and mind you i'm still running i think i'm still peeing myself i don't know at this point i'm scared for my best friend my bro <laughs> no fuck Sorry, screw that my brother right. um i'm running i'm running and mind you i'm a, if you saw my picture i'm a chubby guy so me running like you know what i mean you're gassed you know right so how that happened was uh uh, he ended up standing up, and you—you you could he, I heard him say, "Yo, man, my freaking head! Like his head was busted open, but he was still there. He was alive, my friend, right?" Yeah. He was like, "Oh my god, man, my head hurts so much! Oh my goodness!" But he was holding his head, but he was—he. I feel that he—he would have survived that. He would have probably had to, you know, get some stitches, maybe some surgery, but he would have been okay. Jesse, uh, sorry, Jay flips the truck around, does a um, three sixty revs the engine and mind you i started running faster because i know what he's doing yeah he runs right over my friend and oh. as he runs over him, my friend i don't know how my friends a soldiers man i'm going to tell you um if, it, if I, that happened to me i would have been done after falling off yeah. um he was still there he couldn't move that he ran over his um kind of his abdominal area so like right where his stomach and legs are yeah so like he he was there but he was gone right so mind you, and Jesse starts, sorry, Jay, mind you, sorry, he keeps backing up. I'm sorry, I was trying to relive the story and it's hard, but yeah. um, I do a baseball slide. I grab my friend and hold him, like hold him, Tyler, Like I said, like I, I would have, this point, I didn't know what my friend was doing. So hmm. I didn't know. I, at that point, I was like, I'll take my life. I'll take my life for this man. Yeah. And I realized at this point, he didn't want to kill me. He just wanted to kill him because right when he saw me, I literally, the last thing I would have saw was a Ford logo. Right. Stop right before my eyes. And everyone I realized he was bleeding from his mouth and his head was busted open. I could see my friends. Rich. You know what I mean? Um, I was holding his head in place, telling him like, look, you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. He was muttering a little bit. He was like, you know, I love you, bro. Stuff like that. And, uh, what happened with that was, uh, Everybody got in the truck and their left. That was the only one that stayed. People were yelling at me. They'd be like, come on, let's go, get out of here. And I'm like, "Like," and then Jesse doesn't that uh, Sorry, Jay just looks at me, story and goes, if you stay here, you're going to be caught, you're going to be busted for this. And I'm like, no. Mm. I'm like, no. I'm like, because of these guys. And I just said something to him. I don't remember. After that, I blacked out. I don't remember. Um, all I remember is my friend telling, like, muttering, don't leave. And he just told me, tell my mom I love him. Yeah, uh, I took his last breaths in my arms, and that was that. I ended up, I had no phone at this time because I wasn't a cell phone guy. I hated cell phones. Right,
2: right.
1: I couldn't call 911. I was screaming for someone to help, and I was in the middle of the road in the middle of bum nowhere. You know what I mean? I was in the boondocks, and um, that was it. He was gone. People will tell you that he died in the hospital. He died. No, they just mm. say that because they have to. He died in my arms. I... Had to go, I ran, I didn't get in any trouble. I told the police the truth that this guy did it. And I, I don't want to say, honestly, say, I ain't no rat, but if I'm, someone murdered my friend in cold blood, I, he's my friend, if I yeah. want the guy to pay. It's either I go do something stupid or I tell a cop. You know what I mean? He didn't, he only got, he didn't even do any time. He got like three months for, for, for murdering my friend. Mm. He got reckless driving, causing death. And still to this day, I always, when I see him, and he, I see him just knowing he got a five-year job. And at the end of this year, he can drive. He can have a normal life again. But when my friend is sitting in the dirt, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the reason why I'm saying this story is because a lot of people, when someone happens to their friends, they go out and they get a gun or they get a truck, like kind of like this and run him over. But uh, I want I want people to listen to this and hear this. Stop and think. Would your friend want you to go do something stupid? like they did to them. That can't bring your friend back, guys. I mean, I've contemplated on many ways on what I could do to this young man, what I can do to make him suffer. But I look at it as you'll lose everything. You Even will. if you say you have nothing, there's always something in your life you will have. Yeah, But memories this. is yeah. one thing that will get you by. You will see your friend again. I know I will. And I know that I have a guardian angel. And then I know my friend, my brother, Tyler Tyler Jordan, Jordan Walton, is up in heaven. And I know that he is blessing me. I already know that he's my guardian angel guiding me in the right path. Yo. Sweet. So you just got to stay positive at rough times and try to think, what would your friend do? What would your friend want you to do in this situation? That's what gets me by. That's why when I see this kid walk past me, it takes all my money not to grab him and throw him in front of a <laughs> Mack truck. But I don't because I realized Tyler wouldn't want me to do that. Tyler would be like, don't be dumb. You know what I mean? He'd be like, don't be dumb. It ain't going to bring me back, bro. Just remember the good times. Karma will get him very soon. It hasn't happened yet, but I believe in karma. So I look at it as what would your friend do? And that's what you all got to remember. If you were to go do something like that, well, what's going to, what's going to happen? If it's going to be another casualty and it's going to be a cycle. People are going to come after you and then, you know, it's just let it, let it be. And you know what I mean? Just remember, honor your friend's name.
0: Yeah. You're keeping so Tyler's his memory alive
1: right now. Uh, You know, know, and that's what I look at it as. My friend, we actually always wanted to start a production company. We always wanted to. He was one of those people where it's like, I want to do something. I want to move to Vancouver, which is a big, huge city here in Canada, and start it off. So in his honor, I haven't really got a jump started yet, but whenever I do outlaw radio, I call it a mortal production. Yes. It's not something he wanted it called. It was another name that I forget. But I look at it as I'm not going to take his entire dream, but I'm doing it in his honor. And my wife, actually, I got to give her credit. She helped me figure out the name of that, Immortal Productions with a Z. There's no accounts for it on social media. It's just something I include with Outlaw Radio. When I upload a video, I put, like, um, presented by Outlaw Radio and Immortal Productions. It's just something, my way to honor my friend the past. Yeah.
0: Man. Brandon Daniel Brown, DJ Immortal. That was a rough story, man.
1: It's honestly that's the first time I ever told it on air. I've never even told it on um, on my show. I never have. I, I ended that. up um, referencing Tyler, saying, rest in peace. I know this song. You'd love it. And I play it for him. Yeah. But that story, I've never told anybody but my wife and my close friends. Thank you. So I think that's the first time I ever told that whole story worldwide.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. <sighs> Brandon and, Daniel Brown, DJ Immortal, Outlaw Radio. you. Yeah, <laughs> represent Canada uh, <yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> uh, 613 ah! Ontario. <laughs>
0: that's beautiful man that's beautiful so where do we go from here man Where, where do, wh- what's next for Outlaw Radio and Brandon Daniel Brown what,
1: honestly what's next is I'm going to keep doing my thing because I look at it as um, right now um, If, like I said earlier where I'm going to try my best to transition to two nights a week to Wednesdays cool. so if you notice I do if you look on our Facebook event page which, yeah. by the way, everything Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is all Outlaw Radio o for l We type that in. You will find us. Big praying hands, uh, you know what I mean, with a blue background.
2: Yeah, what's the o um, uh
1: O for l actually is like Outlaw for Life. Um, I, gotcha. I, it's kind of honored by the Outlaw's rap group because like, they had such a big influence on me. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's kind of like Outlaw for Life, you know what I mean, type of thing. It's also because it's also another way for me to, like, okay, I play old school rap. I play Tupac Outlaws, Biggie, KRS-One, all the old school like that. And a lot of these Outlaw radio stations are Outlaw radio, and that's it. I want to try and take my brand and yeah. say, splice it off. They're like, there's our brand, and there's the other ones all bunched together. Oh, yeah. So that's why I put o for l just That way it's something easy for someone to remember, but also takes us from everybody else and makes us separate.
0: Excellent. Well, it sounds like you're doing it right, Brandon. And I appreciate you chit-chatting with me.
1: Whew. Is, it okay, <laughs> is it okay before I get up here if I say a couple shout-outs to some people?
0: Man, you could t- this is your podcast. Take take as long as you want, man.
1: I want to say straight up to the Outlaw Radio team, I know I said this already before, but I couldn't stress enough. Um, the Outlaw Radio team, I want to say, guys, thank you so much for all the hard work you put in with Outlaw Radio. Um, like I always say, there ain't no I in team. If you're a team, you got to work as a team and keep each other updated. So Graham Kent carlos johnson thomas berryman my beautiful wife victoria brown and uh graham roy also known as g ram i want to say guys you are the best outlaw radio team and i gotta say thank you so much for all the hard work i gotta give one huge also shout out to my uncle dan and my top best friend tyler walton up in heaven i got two of the best guardian angels i know you're here Somehow looking at me, being like, you crazy bugger, you did it. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Your tables have turned. You're now having an interview. But I want to say, I know I have the two best guardian angels. Thank you guys for all you've done. I know they have a part in this. I really do. Um, I want to give a shout out, like, again, separately from the Outlaw Radio team, my beautiful wife, Victoria Brown. We've been through hell and back. We've seen some crazy crap along our three years that normally would take a couple Break them apart in like more ways than one, but she she stuck by my side. You stuck by my side, so for for years. I mean, like we went through stuff that would make like literally would be like a I'd take a couple ten years to go through. But she stayed by my side, supporting me even when I'm a grumpy arsehole when I'm on my man period. She still deals with me, so I gotta say, Victoria, I love you. Thank you so much for everything you've always done for me and always supporting my dreams. Um, I got to give a shout out to my mother, even though we had some problems in our past. But, you know, my mother, she she gave birth to me. Without my mother, I wouldn't be here on this podcast. I wouldn't be here putting in work. So I want to say, Mom, I love you. Thank you for everything. And also my mother-in-law, Shirley, um, even though she's not my real mom, but she's like my mom. She's always there to support me, when um, when I when, even when I feel like I can't do it. Um, so thank you, Shirley, for always supporting me. And to all my friends and family, um, if I missed anybody, I'm sorry. My cousin Ashley out in Kingston, Ontario, you've always been there to support me. I want to say I love you. And um, also, one last thing I want to say to all the people that's ever doubted me, I want to say, you know, I'm not going to be rude to you. I want to say, you know, I always told you that I would make myself something special one day, and I'm on the fast track to doing that. Um, thank you so much actually for all the haters that ever hated me because you fueled me to keep doing what I've been doing and you fuel me every single day to keep making my show better. So I want to say haters. Thank you. Because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be where I am today. Everything in life happens for a reason guys. So thank you to the haters. Thank you to the out loud radio team, my wife, my cousin, my cousin, um, my cousin, Ashley, everybody that I named Tyler, my uncle Dan, Thank you all for this, for always supporting me and being there for me. Uh, whether you're alive or passed on, I know you're still here. I love you guys so much.
0: Man, that's a good way to uh, to, to look at it, Brandon Daniel Brown. You're doing the work, DJ, Immortal Outlaw Radio, and, and you got Victoria right by your side. I can tell she was probably sitting there almost the whole uh, time that we were talking. Am I right?
1: She was, yeah. I, I ended up uh, sitting on the back deck halfway through it, and mosquitoes were uh, sucking my blood <laughs> off, so I had to come in. I got to admit, I'm standing in the kitchen. She's sitting there. She's trying to pretend like she hasn't heard it because oh, she says she beautiful. wants to listen to it after it's already uploaded to uh, your uploaded to your resources. But I know she heard it, and I know she's blushing because I saw her look up and her cheeks are red.
0: <laughs> well, that's beautiful, man, <laughs> and, and that life together. And and uh, you you need to uh, unpack some boxes, man. Fill that fill that house up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what we got to do we actually got a majority of them packed up now they create now the hard part is cutting them open throwing them out and hopefully the garbage man will take all the empty boxes
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right man brandon daniel brown don't be a stranger dj immortal outlaw radio man you're you're, you're doing it man one thing
1: i want to say guys oh, go ahead we are live every single friday night 8 yes. p.m eastern standard time if you want to hear any past broadcasts i want to let you all know we play old school rap music so if you're looking for rock music, I'm sorry, um, that that isn't <laughs> us. But we play old school rap stuff. That if you're older, like I mean, just like, uh, just like he mentioned, the uh, Run DMC. We play a little bit of um, Run DMC all the way to Tupac, the Biggie, House of Pain, KRS-One, LL Cool J. Back when Outlaw, back when, sorry, rap was good. So remember, yeah, tune in KRS1, every single one, Friday man. night. Yeah,
0: you got educated rapper right there. Uh,
1: that yeah man i always call i was calling the big nose rapper you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> he's the real shock g if you know what i'm saying uh,
0: well you know yeah shock g man and, and humpty hump man what a, what a, what a great gimmick where he was two rappers in one <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah man he, he there's just... actually
1: a rumor that the nose passed around the entire group too <laughs>
0: And all you gotta do is change your voice a little bit, and you're Humpty. And, and man, Shock G was smooth as can be. All right. Before they go, man, can you remember any of your rap, man? And, and maybe throw a little, throw a couple of a words out for the people.
1: All right. Um, I can remember one. I'm gonna be truthful. Do it. i just got to get in the groove for a second. Um. All right. I'm just gonna like put it on. I'm gonna put it like put the, off of the phone down, but just kind of pretend I'm not on the phone. <laughs> I can't promise I'll do the best, but all right. Here it goes. I spit rhymes with a lyrical mind While I'm sitting here trying to unwind Every day I got music on my mind Fuck trying to unwind I'm just gonna kill you with every rhyme Show you how this whiteboard deserves to shine I'm already on my sixth line Tell me what you think, I'm a lyrical mind My whole life I just dreamed to getting signed. So everyone, I'm a gun pointed at your chest About to turn your ass into a bloody mess Pop a hole in your heart Just like you did to me, D I just hope you see The shit better stop Oh, the shit better stop. I'm going to push through the pain. I'm going to make it through another day. I'm a great Dane yet yeah, going insane. I'm a monster that will haunt you. That's honestly all I remember.
0: Brandon, Daniel Brown, DJ Immortal. That's that's a good way to end the show right there, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. What makes you famous? <laughs> yo
1: you're most certainly welcome like i said guys it wasn't the best but you know <laughs> what i mean i haven't been rapping for a long time so please cut me some slack.
0: <laughs> i put you on the spot man i did that that's all me uh
2: you did good that's man. all
1: good man thank you so much for having me on and one last thing, i gotta do is to you man do it thank you so much to what makes you famous for giving me this opportunity to share my story and i did a lot of contemplating on telling the story of my friend because yeah. you know that's a big part of what happened to me and you know what i mean i gotta say thank you so much for having me on man it's an absolute honor to have to have this interview to be able to talk about my brand um i want to ask your permission if it's okay if i can play uh this interview live for my audience as well i will give you full credit if that's all right i just want to I want to help promote you as well, man, because it's an absolute honor.
0: No, of course, man. It's 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 all yours, and it, this is your oh, podcast, okay. man. I appreciate you.
1: I just want to ask because it's I didn't produce it, right? So if you were to say just for me, I would I would have no issue with that because <laughs> I, I understand as a DJ myself, right?
0: No, Brandon Daniel Brown oh. Outlaw Radio represent. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, man. It was an absolute honor. I'm looking forward to hearing myself talk for <laughs> for a little bit. Bye Thank for you now. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye-bye now.
0: Well, there you have it, party people. Brandon Daniel Brown, DJ Immortal, Outlaw Radio. Man, what a story. That man's had some... He's got some street cred. Let's put it that way, okay? He had no choice but to become a rapper. Either you tell the story or the story just like weighs you down. So he told the story. Gets it off his chest, man. It's got to be cathartic. It's got to be uplifting to keep the memory of your friends alive that have since passed. So, yeah. Thank you, Brandon Daniel Brown. And why are you blowing up? Because you're promoting. You're picking other people up and taking people with you along the way. That's what you do. You help out other people. And that's how you help yourself, man. I mean, radio, yeah, you're never going to be rich. I mean, there's only a handful of, of DJs that make bank, you know, in the radio business and even in the, the DJ club business, they make millions. Yeah. A handful, handful. And, and and even then it's not for long, you know? So keep doing your thing. And you got Victoria backing you up. Congratulations on that. Congratulations on the new digs. I appreciate you so much, man. Brandon, Daniel Brown, look him up. Ask for him by name. DJ immortal outlaw radio. Take a listen to it every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check it. The links are in the show notes. Do it. And, uh, yeah, and keep going forward. <laughs> That's it for this edition of the What Makes You Famous program. I encourage you to tell your story. If you want to tell your story, give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radio whatcom That's it. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here.
1: Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys. This is Shelly G with a fast fact. The British, the highest per capita spenders on music, by 7.2% of the world's music market. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. Hey, Keys Dan. What you doing? My line.
0: I'm playing the best music by request, 24 hours a day. Click on the request tab at the top of RadioWhat.com.
1: RadioWhat.com.